everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of Talk Toxic to Me. I'm your host, Samantha, and welcome back to the show, Jacqueline. Hello. So we have an awesome lineup of stories for you guys today. I think, but I'm also kind of partial because I I picked them out. All but two of them, actually. This week, we have two stories at the end that were submitted by listeners. Oh, I know. We're excited. (laughs) If you guys have stories that you see out there on Reddit and you want us to talk about on this podcast, feel free to just DM me on Instagram at .toxictome underscore official. And I read all of the DMs, so I will definitely be getting back with you. And who knows? Your story might just end up on the show. Mm. (laughs) All right. You ready for your first story? Oh, I'm ready. Am I the asshole for asking my husband to use my correct job title? I, female 36, have been married to my husband, male 38, for 10 years, and I've recently had a massive career change. My first degree at university was nursing, but I have been really struggling over the past few years with everything that happened, so I have gone back and done a degree in marine biology. Marine biology has always been interesting to me, and I was so pleased to finally start enjoying my job again. I have started working for a turtle rehabilitation center, and I could not be more fulfilled. The challenge comes in that my husband continuously introduces me as a tour guide in an aquarium. He thinks it is very funny and says that it is easier to explain to people. No disrespect to those that work in aquariums, but I worked so hard to go back to school and have a job that I love. I was doing the degree part-time while still working as a nurse, and my husband saw how much I struggled. When I was nursing, my husband never used to do this. I was always introduced as a nurse, but now he just can't slash won't get it right. People always look at me with such pity when he says, She was a nurse, but now she works at, insert local aquarium. I have started correcting him when he introduces me to new people, which he says undermines him and makes him look like a fool in front of others. I have said he wouldn't look like a fool if he told people what I actually do, but he says he can't remember all the details and the fake job title is funny. Recently, I refused to go to an event with him unless he promised to introduce me correctly. And he said that I was massively overreacting. I didn't end up going. And my husband was really frustrated, especially when people who knew me at the event asked him why I hadn't gone. I am at an impasse, but he insists I am the one making a mountain out of a molehill. Am I being an asshole by asking him to use my actual job title? Am I overreacting to a joke? I think a lot of this comes down to respect. I mean, yes, she was a nurse, but it was making her very unhappy. And I mean, this is so cute and so cool. And I think... He knows what it is. He just just doesn't like it, doesn't respect it, and I don't think she's the asshole. Stay home from the event. He wasn't going to respect your wishes. It's very unfortunate, but I would have stayed home too. Yeah, not the asshole. Do you think that maybe he feels intimidated that now, you know, she got a nursing degree and was a nurse for a while and then went back to school while still being a nurse, got a second degree, and now she's doing all this cool stuff? Do you think maybe he feels intimidated by that? Truly, I think that depends on the person. Because, I mean, I know there's many people who are like, my wife did all of this. I'm so proud of her. Look how cool she is. And there's others that are like, uh, the other job was better. Like, he almost is acting like he, he needs to humble her a little bit. But it's like what you said. Why is he not proud? Why isn't he like, yeah, look at what my wife did. She's 
awesome, you know? Yeah, I feel like in this case, maybe he feels like, because he just refuses to even brush up on it, Mm -hmm. I feel like he maybe thought that nursing was the more superior job to Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. I think that's what he's doing, and he doesn't quite understand that. I imagine if she was nursing during, like, when COVID was full height, I bet it was very mentally exhausting. Mm -hmm. And I mean... Maybe he just didn't understand that, and he doesn't see that this makes her happy, but he views nursing as the superior job that she had at the time. And maybe, I don't know how much she makes in her new role, but maybe she took a pay cut, and he doesn't appreciate that because now it's affecting his way of life, which is not cool. No, no, I just, I think he just doesn't respect it. I don't think it's... Like, he doesn't support it. Yeah, I think he just doesn't support her new switch. And maybe he finds it, in some way, embarrassing to talk about it. His nurse wife, you know, is now working at an aquarium. Maybe in Mm -hmm. some way he's embarrassed, which he shouldn't be. It makes her happy. And that's a really cool job to have. Very respectful. Yeah. Like, the nursing of animals. So... (laughs) Even if he thought... You know, the first time it was it was all jokes, you know, all jokes. We're just having a good laugh. Ha ha, honey, we know that's not your real job title. We're just having a good laugh. When she approached him and said, hey, you know, I really don't appreciate this. You know, I worked really hard for this. Can we acknowledge that? And, you know, call me by my actual job title mm-hmm. or introduce me like in the correct, you know, job title. He should have stopped it then. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine not respectful by any means (laughs) no and that'd make me feel bad but i hope she feels so good about herself now because she went completely back to school she worked her butt off for a Mm -hmm. whole new degree and i hope she doesn't let it bring her down but i could see how i mean right now her main support system is not being so supportive especially in front of other people i can see how that would undermine someone's confidence in what they're doing but not respectful that's not a joke that's not a joke exactly i really do i I agree i think it comes down to respect and even if he thought it was a joke the first time mm -mm. the second that she brings it up to you drop it so the people agreed with us (laughs) i I can see why yeah overall vote not the asshole top comment introduce him as your roommate until he learns to respect you definitely not the asshole (laughs) Yeah, job titles aren't that important. Yeah, I'm sorry, folks. We're not married. This is my roommate. This is my roommate. Ten years. (laughs) All right, next story. Am I the asshole for grounding my daughter for leaving her sister with the neighbor? I'm a single mom of three kids. Polly, 16 female. Trevor, 12 male. And Cassie, 8 female. I have little to no support. Their father left after Cassie was born. No family nearby, etc. I have two sitters that I can call on as needed, and I use them before I'd ever ask Polly for help. I don't want her missing out on her teenage years. Before this incident, I only ever asked her to babysit once because I had no one else, and I paid her $15 an hour, at the time above minimum wage. This past Saturday, Polly was due to hang out with some friends. For a couple of days, Trevor was ill, but testing negative for COVID. That day, he spiked a very high fever, and I had to take him to the ER. I asked Polly to watch Cassie as the sitters weren't responding. 
I apologized that she'd have to miss out on time with her friends, but said I'd pay her and she could even have her friends over at our place. Polly pitched a fit and asked why I couldn't send Cassie to the neighbors. We don't know them. They moved in last month and outside of waving when we get our mail, I don't have a relationship with them. Polly was irritated. I told her I'd pay her $18 an hour and that I had to go. I take Trevor to the ER and we have to wait a little bit. Polly kept asking me if the sitters responded and they hadn't. Eventually, it was our time to be seen, so I told Polly I'd be out of reach for a bit. Turns out, Trevor had a bad case of RSV and due to pre-existing health problems, had to be admitted for the night. I was terrified. When I called Polly to update her, I heard people talking in the background and said, oh, you had your friends come over? She told me no, she dropped Cassie at the neighbors and went out. I was furious. I told her to go home and get her sister. I then asked for the neighbor's number. She didn't even ask for it, which I get teenage logic, but still. At first, Polly refused until I told her she was grounded. I made her FaceTime me when she got home to show that Cassie was with her. Eventually, my mom was able to make the two hour drive down to stay with the girls, but I told her not to let Polly leave the house. The next day, Trevor and I were able to go home. I lectured Polly about what she did and grounded her for two weeks. She got mad at me and said that I can't expect her to drop her plans. I pointed out I never do, but this was an emergency and her brother was sick. She told me that's not her problem. She's also mad because I won't pay her. I apologized profusely to the neighbor who said it was okay and that he would have called me, but Polly didn't leave my number either. Polly said I overreacted. Am I the asshole? This is such a tough, this is the toughest one you have ever presented before me. Okay. It's just really tough because we're talking about a single mother who is clearly going through an issue, but then also a child who was left to care for the younger one. Now, with this, we can only take it as it is. We don't have any other information. Like, what if this is a common occurrence? What if she's completely truthful in it but taking it at face value for what the post says what do you think like if we believe op it happened one time before she was getting paid the neighbor is a stranger sounds like a male she shouldn't have left her sister there without getting any sort of contact information and just being like toodaloo you know friend's house i go it's a child like she's a child who's not matured yet brain wise not always thinking rationally and this is just a really tough situation yeah I it's just it's just a lot oh gosh so for me OP's not the asshole it was an asshole move on Polly's part but I do see what you mean that she's 16 like, what is that? Like a sophomore in high school? Mm-hmm. Like probably just got a driver's license. Like we said 16, right? Yeah. Probably 16. So we have to keep that in mind because, you know, I'm 26. So if, you know, a 26 year old did this, I'd be like, please get your crap together. <laughs> what are mm-hmm. you doing? It's an emergency. You're there for your family. But still also at 16, I mean, you can get a job at 16. So you obviously have some ability. You, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like for her mom to go out of her way to make sure that she doesn't have to ask Polly for help. Mm -hmm. She has two sitters that she typically relies on because she wants Polly to be able to enjoy her teenage years. 
for Polly to not be appreciative of that and realize that, wow, my mom is really going above and beyond. You know, my brother's sick. She showed no concern about her brother being sick. All she cared about was her plans, which I get at that age, like the sun and moon and stars all revolve around you, you know, mm-hmm. but your brother's sick. Your mom needs you to watch your little sister. Yes, I understand that plans, you know, seem like the end all be all when you're a teenager, but I don't know, especially to leave your little sister with strangers, mm-hmm. quite frankly, strangers. And not get any contact information, not give them any contact information. What if an emergency happened? And that's really what I'm lost at because, I mean, you have attachment to your siblings, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, the younger ones who really don't have a chance to pester you yet. Met them, like you see them briefly getting mail or something. I don't think a lot of people would think that'd be a good option. And that's kind of how this is kind of throwing me. You know, because, you know, child. And then also, it's such a morally incorrect thing to do. Like, every red flag you could possibly think of not getting any. Like, because what if this wasn't a good person? He decided, I have this child with me. I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. I'm leaving. No one really knows my contact information. I gave a fake name when I got this apartment, you know. Mm -hmm. But... It's just, it's too much, and I I really feel for the mom. I do. I do, you know, having to handle all this at once, and then the youngest one being left like that. But why? The mom aside, could you imagine being the neighbor and a 16-year-old and an 8-year-old showing up at your door and the 16-year-old being like, hey, can you watch her? I've got to go. (laughs) That's so... I bet he probably felt like how I do right now. He was probably like, okay, yeah, Um, bye then, as the door (laughs) shuts. (laughs) Yeah, but I guess circling back, the main question is, am I the asshole for grounding my daughter? That's like the main takeaway. Not the asshole. In only two weeks, not the asshole. Considering if this is completely all truthful, not the asshole. But I just have a, this is just too much. I mean, even if it's not completely true, I I guess I'm coming from the place that I got grounded an entire summer for getting like a bad grade on a test. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So two weeks for basically abandoning your sister with a stranger, Mm -hmm. that you're not the asshole. Like that's barely a punishment. And said she said she was two hours away from her mother, you know, the kid's grandmother. Mm -hmm. She's essentially in that situation. It was her. She was the only adult who could figure things out mm-hmm. and no it's just tough I don't the mother I don't think she's the a-hole the child or the 16 year old I don't she's old enough to get a job you know she's old enough for all these things but like you said her her son her moon her stars right now it's just evolving around herself and her social life mm-hmm. but that's like that's different level completely putting her sibling in danger for friends mm-hmm. but no it's just it's really tough i mother not the asshole child 16 year old mildly i mean uh, uh, yeah asshole that's the only one i can think of but mm-hmm. just taking it as it is the story itself 
but this one threw me in for a loop. This is the most sophisticated one I have heard yet. I'm speechless right now. I don't. I mean, it sounds like she was putting the effort to not make her children designated babysitters, which I respect. Mm-hmm. But what is up with this supreme reaction and action itself? It's so unsafe and just wrong. So overall vote on this one, not the asshole. Top comment. Not the asshole. Let's get this out of the way. There are a lot of posts on here about forcing teenagers to babysit, and this is most definitely not one of those. This was an extreme situation, emergency even, and Polly acted amazingly selfish and irresponsible. She left a young child with strangers and exposed them to an unknown illness as an added bonus. Also, considering how the folks around her were sick, it should be common courtesy slash sense to not want to expose her friends as well. She's old enough to fully comprehend how terrible and dangerous her actions were, but instead doubled down on being petulant. Not my kid, but Polly earned a hefty punishment and consequences. That was, we didn't even touch on that. Yeah, that, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Not getting people sick. Yeah. Very, yeah, very intriguing. She just, (laughs) she wasn't, she wasn't thinking, bless her heart, she wasn't thinking very not responsible it was just what polly wanted to do but it's an extreme and that's why i guess throws Mm -hmm. me in the loop just how like unfortunate this day was for everybody i Mm -hmm. mean not polly polly was just bye see you later but just very extreme unfortunate and i guess i just i can't truly relate to it i'm not i'm not a teenager i'm not a parent but Oh, it's just so extreme. I can't. I can't fathom. Gosh, I need a drink after that one. <laughs> Not alcoholic, of course, but I need like a sip of water because it's making me think too hard. All right, next story. And this one's a doozy. Another this, one? Yeah. <laughs> this one. It has you know the main story, and then it also has an updated post. Okay. So it's kind of a long post. Am I the asshole if I tell my friend her boyfriend is planning to propose? My 27 female best friend has been dating her boyfriend, 26 male, for over five years. A while back, he reached out to me to help figure out ring size and the setup so he could make this the most magical day for her. Having known my friend for over 20 plus years, I know exactly how she wants her proposal to go and who she wants to be there. So I relayed all of this information to him months ago via text and over the phone. I even took the time to covertly find and confirm which ring she would love the most. A little background. My friend is incredibly family and friend oriented, and in the past expressed to me on multiple occasions, especially during holiday season, that in the five years they've been together, he hasn't really made much of an effort to indoctrinate himself into her family or friendships the way she has for his. While I do generally like him, I have always felt that he is incredibly self-serving and self-focused. Recently, through a mutual friend, I found out he started a group text between his emphasis on his friends and his family to set up the time and date of the proposal. He has not only excluded myself, and according to the screenshots I've seen, he's doing everything verbatim I suggested he do, but he has completely excluded her family and other close friends from the event. He is planning on only having his boys and family present for the occasion. And knowing my friend, this would ultimately break her heart not being able to share this moment with her loved ones. 
I got heated and called him. At first, he was dodging my questions, then just outright said, this is my proposal and I've spent enough time and money to choose how I do it. Just be happy for your friend. It's not like you're not coming to the wedding. This infuriated me. And to make matters worse, I ran into her mom and dad at the grocery store and subtly asked if they knew of any possibility she was getting engaged. They were unaware, and I know for a fact my friend has told him that he needs to ask her parents for their blessing. She's somewhat traditional. My friend wears her heart on her sleeve, and I can predict how this event will go down when she sees all of his close friends and family and none of hers. Considering her previous sentiments about his lack of interest in her family slash life, she will 100% see this as being hurtful and selfish, and I know she'll cry. To make matters worse, the location of the proposal is a whopping 30 minutes from her parents' home. I don't want to get involved in a fight or reveal the surprise, but on the other hand, I feel I owe it to my lifelong friend to help her avoid being hurt and disappointed, maybe even helping her rethink what her future would look like with someone who just doesn't really appreciate what she values in life. So. Am I the asshole if I tell my friend her boyfriend is going to propose? Mm. Well, okay, so I think this friend is very, very considerate of her. Mm-hmm. Now, mm, I can see where telling her would cause a lot of issues. Rightfully so. She should, if he's not willingly not including her beloved family and celebrations and stuff... But at the same time, not telling her would probably give her a head start in seeing how this would turn out. Now, I think this is a very special exception. Personally, I don't like hearing where friends try to, I don't know, assert themselves too strongly in relationships because mm-hmm. they feel like they've known the friend longer. They know what she likes. But this is a little different. She's trying to look out for her in the, wrong, the long run, which I fully accept. And it doesn't sound like he's taking her family into consideration. If he just wanted to make it a little intimate thing where it was just those two, mm-hmm. then that's different. But clearly one side's being left out. And I think, I think maybe it's a, it'd be okay if she mentioned something to her. But this is a very rare case, I'd say that. Can I say everyone sucks here? Because I feel like that's what it is. That's... It's... It's sucky that the boyfriend, soon-to-be fiancé, whatever, doesn't care about the things that OP's friend cares about, like his girlfriend. But also, that's a problem for their relationship, you know? Like, you can't, as an outsider, think that you know all the facts. Like... Yeah. Yeah. The only people that know really what's going on in the relationship are the two people in the relationship. So I understand where Opie's coming from and like where her heart's at of just wanting to give her friend a heads up because she doesn't want her friend to be disappointed. But at the same time, this is his proposal. And if he wants to, you know, sink that ship before it even (laughs) sets sail, then that's his own battle. But it's not really Opie's place to ruin that for her friend because maybe her friend won't care in that moment i mean who knows i mean i'm sure based off of what we read that her friend is going to care her friend's going to be sad and but you know what honestly that might be for the best because he sounds kind of like a jerk that's why i'm kind of stuck like 
let her see it herself, figure it out on her own, or Vesseran tell it, but you're, you have a wonderful point. Not really her place. It's not her proposal to her friend. Yeah, I would say she would be the asshole if she told her friend about the proposal, mm-hmm. ruining the surprise. If it were me, I think I would let the proposal play out, gauge my friend's reaction, and then just be there for my friend. Mm-hmm. Whether she's super excited, she says yes, and we're going forward full steam ahead, or if she's sad and she realizes, like, you know what? Wait, I've said multiple times I wanted my family here if we ever got engaged, and yet all of your friends and family are here and none of mine are. You know, maybe I don't want to be with somebody like that. I feel like she feels an overwhelming need to protect her. Yeah. I mean, maybe her friend is more submissive, go with the flow, especially Mm -hmm. lets him call the shots. Maybe that's why she feels so strongly towards this. But it sounds like everybody is adults. Mm -hmm. You've raised great points. You just... Gotta let it play out. You gotta let it play out. Very mature response. I wish I would (laughs) have thought about that myself. I, it's too late to recant what I said, but I really like that, and I respect it. Well, thank you, Jackie. Who I am older than you. <laughs> so, overall vote on this one is asshole. <laughs> Top comment. An OP response to this comment. Oh, uh-huh. well, there, there are edits. Um, but I'll read the top comment, and then OP's response, and then I'll go back to the edit. Okay. Top comment. Do not tell her. As much as you know her and want this proposal to go as planned, it is ultimately up to her boyfriend how he wants to do it. If your friend is disappointed, then that can be her sign to discuss that with her fiancé about moving forward. It is not your place to tell her or intervene at this point. And then OP responded. She said, Since this is the top comment so far, I'm hoping my response here will be seen by the masses. Fellow Redditors, let me make this super, super clear. You've convinced me tenfold not to say anything to her and to let things play out as they should. I have done the extent of what I can by trying to reach out to him and he decided not to listen to me. That's on him. It's not my place to initiate a fight slash problem and possibly ruin things before they even happen. Trust me when I say I am not going to go through with it. I see now that this is 1000% not my place regardless of my loyalty and relationship with my friend and would be making things far worse by interjecting myself where I have no right to be. On a side note, I really just want you guys to understand that at the end of the day, I'm a stranger to you. But more importantly, just like you, I'm only human. Please don't make hurtful assumptions on my character or my relationship with my friend based on a very brief summary of the situation. I know as well that this is the internet, and by posting here, I've essentially invited such declarations on myself. But I came here for advice since I was admittedly operating in an emotional state, and nothing good comes from making decisions when you don't have a clear state of mind. All I can ask is that you please be respectful and know that I have read and acknowledged that this has certainly earned a you're the asshole judgment. Please just try for a moment to understand that we all have people in our lives we care for deeply and want only the best for them. And when we worry for them, it can sometimes obstruct our judgment. This doesn't make me a bad person or friend, just utterly and completely misguided. She then commented back and said, Last note to the people who might have experienced something similar and are leaving comments telling me to say something because they wish someone had said something to them in the past. It's easy to look back in retrospect and say with confidence that you had wished someone had told you. 
but admittedly, you might have been in a completely different mindset back then. Who's to say for certain that you may not have had an adverse reaction to a friend who came to you with their two cents? Knowing what you do now and what you didn't know then makes you a completely different person. That's how time changes and forms us into who we become. While I clearly have strong opinions on her boyfriend and want nothing more than to give her my perspective, my role as her friend, as you've all helped me realize, has to be just that, her friend. I am not her mother or her boyfriend, and even if I were, she hasn't asked me for my opinion and it isn't right for me to just thrust it upon her out of nowhere. Unfortunately, there is no getting away from the fact that making either decision on whether I do or don't say anything will inevitably both end in negative outcomes. The only difference is that by not interjecting myself, I avoid an outcome which I'm at fault and possibly become her enemy, which may end up pushing her closer to him and further away from a support system that she may not realize she needs in the future. Not taking action is still an action, but I have to trust that she can handle making that decision herself. People on Reddit are so articulate. <laughs> my, that was OP, yeah. That was, oh my goodness. Well, I'm glad that she sees it that way i mean i didn't see it that way at first but i'm glad that it seems like the best possible outcome to maintain a friendship and also if she sees it for what it could possibly be then she'll still have her as a friend for support if they continue to stay together she'll still have a friend i mean it seems like the best possible thing now at least now for her to just be a friend just let it play out as it will yeah so there are two edits on the original post she said edit one i did not tell her parents i covertly inquired if he had spoken to them yet about proposing since it's been five years like in a joking way edit two the proposal is scheduled for this weekend i will give you guys an update on how it goes after so many responses i have decided not to say anything and to let things play out I gave him an opportunity by expressing the need to invite her parents and friends like she's always wanted, and he chose not to. That's on him, not me. But the update is, what happened at the proposal? Oh, I can't wait. How did it go? Are they engaged? Are they even still together? Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> what are you hoping for, Jackie? Well, if he is exactly how the friend views him, then... I don't think anyone deserves to be with someone as selfish as that. Yeah. So, if it doesn't work out, hooray, you know, but it's not my life. It's not her friend's life. What can you do? Mm-hmm. But I hope that she at least gets some enlightenment on how maybe the future could play out. On a side note, when you said hooray, all I heard in my head was the Viva Pinata. Hooray! You know what I'm talking <laughs> <Yes>. about? <laughs> We still have that game in there. Oh, I, I have it too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. To the update. To everyone who told me to keep my mouth shut, thank you. So on Saturday, the day of the proposal, I got a call from her boyfriend. He was screaming at me, blaming me for not showing up. And then she put in parentheses, uninvited still. To the proposal with her parents because she was upset they weren't there. I was speechless. I told him I knew this would happen, and he says verbatim, you just admitted you knew this would happen, so if you knew the whole time and you actually cared about her, you would have invited them. I again was speechless and hung up on him. Not even an hour later, I get a call from her asking me to come over to her parents. 
According to her, this is how the situation played out. He popped the question, she said yes, and the people he invited popped out from hiding. She was bombarded by four of his guy friends, his mom, dad, older brother, and his sister-in-law. His parents were holding a sign that read, Welcome to the family, Mrs. Insert his last name here. And this is where things go downhill. I did not know this before, and I thought I knew everything. But my friend doesn't want to change her last name. And she's told him that repeatedly since they got together. She's an only child from a Ukrainian family, and with everything going on with the Ukraine in the last year, she's doubled down. When she saw the sign, she joked, Mrs. his last name? I think you mean Mrs. her last name. Everyone went silent until his mom said, well, the ring is already engraved. No changing it now. She takes the ring off and sees Mrs. his last name engraved on the band. Mm. Then she asked if her parents were coming. He gave every excuse. He didn't have their number. There were too many people there. He wanted to keep it private and eventually said, this was my proposal to you and now my family is your family. We can just send your parents the pictures later. She took the ring off and left. That's when I'm assuming I got the call from him. She went straight to her parents. She asked them about the engagement. They were clueless. She then asked if I knew anything. I asked her if she was in the right place. She said she was. So I told her I would answer any questions she had rather than dumping everything on her. She was upset but thanked me. She was furious when I told her about the call from him earlier and said, does he really think I'm that shallow? She said it wasn't about having a perfect proposal or her parents being there. It was about him making the whole thing about himself as always and she was done feeling ignored and belittled. So this was her breaking point. She's staying with her parents currently and has been receiving texts from him. The worst one so far is him telling her that she has to pay him back for the ring and for ruining his life. Right now, all I can do is be here for her and whatever decision she makes. I will fully support because as you've all helped me realize, this isn't about me. It's about her. Not my monkey, not my circus. Edit. She gave him the ring back when she took it off. I didn't include that because I was at the 3000 character limit already. Edit 2. Update. I did not mention this plan when I originally posted just in case her ex found this thread, but I can report now that we got a heads up last night that he wasn't at their apartment. So we ran over and got most of her crap out, at least all that really important stuff. To those asking, no, she isn't going back to him. It's over. Great plot for a movie, <laughs> but his way or the highway. I think she... That's the red flag. Yeah, his way or the highway. I support it. I do. I do. Um, I mean, I. it sucks thinking about how disappointed she felt in the moment. How sad maybe when she realized he really did not have any thought to invite her family. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that was really disappointing. But OP, she didn't assert herself. She's doing exactly what she said she would. She's being a support to her friend, which this is something that her friend has to deal with on her own. Truthfully, mm-hmm. and it seems like she sees it for what it is now. And so hopefully in the future, if she decides to pursue another relationship, it's someone that's more considerate of her, her desires. And I bet she has a really pretty last name. So Exactly. And I feel like, honestly, this whole situation probably strengthened their friendship too. Because OP learned that, okay, this isn't about me. I can't be interjecting here and there like I have to let things play out how they're meant to 
I'm going to be here for my friend regardless. I'm going to back her regardless of, you know, the decision that she makes. And for OP's friend to realize, like, you know what? My fiance doesn't have my back. You know, I'm breaking off this engagement. I don't want to be with you. You only care about yourself. I'm going to spend my time with the people that actually care about me. Because Mm -hmm. she went to her parents and she called her best friend. And I really like how the best friend did it. She wasn't going to load her down in every detail about what's been happening. She mm-hmm. just let her ask what she wanted to know, which I find that's a lot more underwhelming and a lot more respectful to do it that way. Just to, so what really happens is, and then here we go. Not just like I was there, I saw it all. I should have said something, I didn't, mm-hmm. you know. Well, Jackie Poo, as I've told you, I am very nosy. I would want to know all the details. <laughs> Listen, you guys, curiosity killed the cat, and I'm on my ninth life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'd be like, brings me back to what happened last night. I'd be like, okay, best friend, give me everything. Don't leave. What was the temperature outside? <laughs> Set the scene. Like, I need a, you can act it out for me. Like, <laughs> do not get up off this couch until you're done. You have to get something to drink. I don't care. I what don't happened care. next? <laughs> You need food? Well, DoorDash. Like, <laughs> Uber Eats will get a delivery. Here, I have the app on my phone. Keep talking. Do not miss a beat. <laughs> All right. Now we're getting into the two stories that two of our listeners submitted and made their way into the podcast. This first one, and I'm sorry if I mispronounce your name. This first one was submitted by Jessiana. It is... Am I the asshole for calling out my sister for not making her wedding accessibility friendly for family? For context, I, 34 female, am a single mom to my daughter, Mia, 8 female. Mia has been disabled since the day she was born and needs wheelchair assistance and constant care whenever she is awake. I absolutely love her to death and it's only been us during this entire journey, so I'm definitely super protective of my little girl. I also have a sister, Cassidy. 28 female, who just called me about the logistics slash plan for her wedding in six months to her fiance, Max, 27 male. She said the wedding was going to be at a beach near our city, and it will completely be held in the sand. Basically, a 35-person ceremony right by the water, followed by a bonfire and barbecue also in the sand. She said she just wanted to let me know before she sent the official invite because of Mia. I truly have never been more shocked and disappointed in my sister. You would think she would at least check in with me before she reserved the beach space because Mia obviously can't come. And now she's only telling me because it's set in stone and there's nothing she can change. I tried explaining how hurtful this is to Mia because Mia loves her auntie, but she'll be absolutely heartbroken not being able to attend the wedding. It's already so difficult raising a child with disabilities without a partner, but when even family is this inconsiderate and cruel, it's truly the worst feeling. Cassidy immediately started deflecting, saying her and Max checked to make sure that the beach had a sand-friendly wheelchair for me to rent, $110 a day. The audacity to ask your guests to be paying just to make it to the event, especially when she knows I cannot afford this. Then she said she will not change the location because her and Max met on this very beach, and it has been their dream ever since to get married here after they also got engaged here. When I suggested she pay for the rental, she kept saying how her and Max already had to cut so much out of their budget and plans because they also can't afford much. Like you're already paying for a whole wedding, but can't afford a rental for your family to come? 
I was talking to some moms of children with disabilities and they all agree that it sounds like Cassidy doesn't even want Mia there and is using all of this as an excuse. I'm thinking about just telling her that we won't be attending her wedding and supporting a person who's inconsiderate to her own family. So, am I the asshole? I would say, taking everything for what it is in the story, OP is the asshole. And hear me out, these are my reasons why. Because Cassidy, her sister, it does not sound like she made these plans with the intent to hurt Mia or exclude Mia. She and her fiance made this decision to get married at a place that was very special to them. They met on this beach. They got engaged on this beach. Now they want to get married on this beach. So I can see why they picked this place. It wasn't to exclude anybody. It was just a special place for them on their special day, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And they also made sure that there were accommodations that were available for her sister and Mia to come. Now, with that, I can see why OP would be upset because now she feels like her and Mia can't go. She's probably hurting because now she's like, wow, I can't go to my sister's wedding. She knows Mia's going to be upset that she can't go to her aunt's wedding. So she's going into protective mama bear mode, Mm -hmm. right? Like she just wants to make sure her little girl doesn't feel left out and excluded. So I can see why OP feels that way. Now where the problem is, is expecting other people to change their wedding plans to a better suiting venue for you. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, and we've had other stories like this, obviously not for these same reasons, but we've had other stories where people feel like, they should have a say in other people's weddings, regardless of what it is. The wedding isn't about the guest. You know what I mean? The wedding is about the people. Mm-hmm. Fully, I, I fully agree. You couldn't have said it any better. It's just, it's a tough situation, but I don't think Cassidy was trying to exclude anyone. It's yeah. just the perfect location. It's something that's very important to them. And... It, they did have something that would have been accommodation for her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it seems like neither of them can like completely outright pay the fee for the day. Mm-hmm. I imagine that's all it's going to be is for a day, but maybe they can come to a compromise. Someone else can help them out and maybe splitting it, doing mm-hmm. it that way, just try to lessen the burden of it. But I imagine already, you know, she's, well, the mom is, you know, feeling very lit down by this. But, truthfully, she can't completely feel that way. Because it's not Mm -hmm. her wedding. Her sister's obviously not trying to cut anyone out or cut her daughter out. But, just a very unfortunate thing. And I feel like they should talk more about it. They should try to come up with a plan. Mm -hmm. Try to establish who's paying what for the wheelchair for the day. And just work at it like that. Just try yeah so circling back the original question of am i the asshole for calling out my sister for not making her wedding accessibility friendly for family yeah i would say you're the asshole because in that situation she called you before sending out the invite to let you know that hey this is what we're planning on doing this is what we've tried to figure out like i'm trying to have a conversation with you and for you to lose it on her 
that's just not the productive way of handling Mm -hmm. it. And I think also when you take in all the factors of this, predominantly she is, you know, the a-hole in this situation. But just a lot of factors involved. And Mm -hmm. as everyone, I don't think anyone would walk out of that with their feelings not hurt anyway. It's just difficult for everybody. So overall vote on this one, asshole. Mm -hmm. Top comment. She said how she will not change the location because her and Max met on this very beach and it has been their dream ever since to get married here after they also got engaged here. So Cassidy and Max picked a location for their wedding that has a deep emotional meaning to them. Her and Max checked to make sure the beach had a sand-friendly wheelchair and ensured that there were accommodations that would allow Mia to attend. When I suggested that she pay for the rental, so this dispute is really, my sister won't pay $110 for a wheelchair for Mia to attend. You're the asshole. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, truthfully, just the wheelchair, which I mean, there's many ways to overcome that obstacle. There's probably different variations in which they could get it paid for the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, truthfully, almost every wedding anyone attends, there is some money spent, whether you buy clothes, whether you are directly involved in the wedding, transportation. There's always some amount of currency that is being thrown into someone's wedding. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if she didn't even buy a gift for her sister? What if it, the money went towards that itself for her daughter? It wouldn't that be a gift enough you know like Mm -hmm. if she just talked about it yeah tough one but not not really tough but it's just it just sounds like it just it isn't fun yeah so our last story of the day this one was submitted by our listener rebecca so thank you rebecca for sending us this one this one's kind of a doozy It's like, it's pretty long, but it's kind of, it's a little wild. Oh, interesting. I love it. Am I the asshole for throwing my sister-in-law and brother-in-law out of my vacation condo? Sorry, this is so long. At Thanksgiving dinner, my mother-in-law asked myself and husband, Ed, 61 and 58, about our Christmas plans. I told her that as usual, we were not celebrating Christmas and are going to the beach for the week. Our children are grown, and so we no longer have the obligation to do Christmas for the kids. I personally hate Christmas and have since I was a child. My father was killed by a drunk driver on Christmas Eve when I was 10. It has never been a good holiday in our family since then. We have been doing the beach thing for several years. Although it is just the two of us, we rent the same four-bedroom condo every year because they allow our dogs and are a reasonable price right on the beach. It's hard to find a place that will accept four large dogs. I adore my husband's sister, Tina, 46, but her husband, Bob, is a boar who is obnoxious when he drinks too much, which is every time I see him. After dinner, Bob, mid-50s, approached us and said he had been unable to afford a vacation for his family this year and asked if they could join us at our condo, since there are three bedrooms we are not using. Although I am not fond of Bob, we talked it over and agreed to let the couple, along with their two girls, Anna, 13, and Betty, 15, to come along. My only stipulation was that they do their Christmas either before or after the beach because I went there to get away from the holiday and I wanted no celebration of Christmas while I was there. They agreed. 
We left for the coast on December 23rd. The drive to the beach from our hometown is about five hours. Bob passed us about the one hour mark and sped ahead of us. He reached the condo about 30 minutes before us and called for the passcode, which Ed provided. The condo has a master bedroom on the first floor with an ensuite bathroom with a giant jacuzzi tub. Normally, Ed and I stay in that room and don't even go upstairs. On the second floor, there is one bedroom with a queen bed and an ensuite bathroom, another bedroom with two single beds, and a third small room that is really more like an alcove that has a futon bed. The room does not have a door. There is a third bathroom up there also. By the time Ed and I arrived, the family had chosen rooms and taken their bags into them. They were ready to hit the beach. The problem is that while Tina and Bob chose the queen bedroom upstairs and Anna chose the room with two single beds, for some reason they had allowed Betty to choose the master bedroom on the first floor. Ed went to walk the dogs and I went to put our bags into the room and there she was, sprawled on the bed, on her phone. I asked her to go to the living room so we could unpack our things and she said no. She told me she was staying in that room and she was there first so she got the choice. That left my husband and I to share the futon in the alcove. Oh, gosh. No way was that going to happen. Again, I asked Betty to vacate the room. She could have the alcove or share with her sister. She refused and started yelling at me. I told her that as I had rented and paid for the condo and that they were guests, that Ed and I would be staying in the master bedroom and to immediately get her things and get out. She still refused. I went upstairs to her parents' room and told them that they needed to get Betty and her things out of my bedroom. At that point, Bob pulled the we were here first BS and said that we should let Betty stay in that room because she has had a hard year. I told Bob that wasn't going to happen and I had just driven five hours and she needs out of my room. He got very belligerent and said I was being a bleep. This got me really mad. There was a lot more arguing. Then I said I wasn't going to ask again and if they couldn't control their child and get her out of my room, then they could just get out and go home. At this point, Tina chimed in and said she would go make Betty get out of the room. Bob turned on her and told her no. Betty deserves to have a special time and she was there first. I said that I didn't give a crap how special her time was and it was actually my time and then I told Tina to go ahead and make Betty move. Bob blocked the door so that Tina could not leave and yelled for her to sit down. It became obvious that he was drunk. I started yelling at him to let me out and shoved him so I could leave the room. I went downstairs and Betty was still in the bed, kind of smirking at me. I marched up to her and snatched her phone out of her hands, then picked up her bags and threw them all into the living room. Betty was screaming. I was yelling and Bob and Tina had come downstairs, Anna behind them. Bob called me a controlling bleep. Tina started crying. At this point, Ed came back from walking the dogs. Poor Ed had no idea what was going on. He tried to calm everyone down. Ed does not like confrontations. Ed herded Bob and Tina into the living room. Bob still yelling. Betty was still in the bed sulking. She said I was a mean bleep. <gasps> oh. oh my gosh. <laughs> I stomped upstairs, opening the window and threw all of their belongings out the window. Then I went downstairs, opened the front door, and tossed Betty's things outside. I told them they better get their crap off the lawn. I was in such a rage. I told Ed that there was no way I was allowing them to stay at this point. It was too late, and I would call the cops if they didn't leave. Ed went back in. We had gone outside to talk since the little brat was still in our room. 
He told them they had to leave and that he would pay for one night in a hotel so they wouldn't have to drive so far back in the same day. Finally, they left, dragging Betty out with them. Poor Anna hadn't done or said a word. Now, Ed's family is siding with them, saying I should have been more reasonable and let them stay. Ed thinks I went a bit overboard, and I think I enjoyed my week at the coast with Ed and the dogs in my master bedroom. I admit I was in a rage by the time they left. So, am I the asshole? Why I would consider myself the asshole. I got mad, I yelled, I swore, I threw their stuff on the lawn. Why I think I'm not the asshole. I rented and paid for the condo. Bob paid nothing. He was mean and belligerent and would not make his bratty daughter leave my bedroom. He was drunk. He swore at me first, yelled at his wife, and stopped her and me from leaving their bedroom. Betty was rude and entitled and wouldn't leave my room. They were getting a free vacation and thought it was okay to take my master bedroom. Not the asshole. Okay, so, <laughs> so they wanted a response. They wanted to try to get her mad. They got her mad, and it's mm -hmm. what they deserve. So, obviously, if someone rents out a place and pays for it, they get the bigger room. It's how it is. It's how mm -hmm. it is in our life, Samantha Bear, since, mm -hmm. you know, you like to travel and we go. So, <laughs> we that's go. just how it is. Like, no argues, no ifs, and ands, or buts. That's just what it is. And the fact that no one could rein in the child. And also, Mr. Bob Man, mm -hmm. he would have enough. He'd, he'd have money for their own vacation if he just stopped drinking. Apparently. <laughs> Homie, it's daytime and he is drunk. And... He said it's five o'clock somewhere, Jackie Boom. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, like I'm I'm probably like Ed, not into confrontations, but I would be very livid. I'd be very, very upset. And I'm glad she had a fun time. You know, kick everybody out. Just mm -hmm. it's it's the dogs and you and me, you know? Yep. And the beach. But no, I I think she was a lot nicer than a lot of people would have been. You know, just, I mean, right off the bat, she didn't, because the moment he would have tried to guard me from going out the door, I would have been like, all right, you want to play this game? 911, here we go. Instantly. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't have, it's just, I, I think it's right. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it's perfectly fine. I don't think OP's the, the asshole. Not, not the all. asshole. Not at all. Could you imagine being poor Ed? You just, you get there with your family. You're like, honey, I'm going to go take the dogs on a little walk. I'll be right back. And you get back and the crap has quite literally hit the fan. Yes. Yes. No. He probably is like, what? Surprise Pikachu face. You know? <laughs> Not the surprise Pikachu yeah, exactly. face. Exactly. <laughs> you got Betty on their bed throwing a fit. Yes. Oh, gosh. You got Bob. He can hardly stand at this point, stumbling yeah. around. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine getting a free vacation and feeling that entitled. Why would you let your 15-year-old take the main bedroom that, even if you didn't know, was the room that they primarily stayed in? Like, why would you let her have that room? That's, mm -hmm. that's the astonishing thing to me, especially when you know that they're still on their way. You just left them with the, the futon and the alcove. They're the one that paid for the rental. No, they get the best room. Duh. Like, mm -hmm. that's just how it is. I mean, realistically, there was a room for Everybody. the couples and the girls. So. Exactly. I think that's why they were kind of being a little speedy about getting there first. Because they won claims on the room. 
That's so crazy. The audacity. No. I'm the glad she kicked him out. I, I, I found that very enjoyable because I'm all about the drama sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that just... I think the family that's mad, I think they should have been there to see it. Their views would totally be completely different if they were there in that situation. And they got to see how they were acting. But also, also, it's husband's side of the family. Mm-hmm. And it was the wife that mainly had to deal with all that nonsense. I think for me, my view on it all is if you didn't help pay for it, you don't get a say in it. Correct. So if you didn't help pay for the vacation rental, you get the room that you get mm-hmm. and be happy about it. Or, or go pay for your own vacation. That's right. If That's you don't right. like how someone else is doing it, do it your own way separately. Mm-hmm. But you don't get to be invited, which they kind of invited themselves. But still, benefit of the doubt, you don't get to be invited to this vacation, a free vacation for you, your wife, your daughters, and then tell them how where they're going to stay in the condo that they rented. It's a mess. The audacity, the the entitlement. Truthfully, I can't even begin to understand that. And you know what? And for the family that's texting her, I'd be like, you know what? If you want them to have a great vacation, y'all send them on a vacation. Mm-hmm. If you're that worried about it. But this was my vacation. That'd be an instant banishment. I... I would do everything in my power just not to see them ever again. Drunk or not, the way that he was talking to everybody, try to keep them in the room, and then the way that the 15-year-old was talking, no. Mm-mm. See, I think Mr. Mr. Bob, he would not have done that if Ed was in the house. I think it was just because they were two women. It was a power play. It was, yeah, definitely what it was. And it sounds like with how spicy the daughter is, maybe she's picking up on that behavior. It's just a whole little mess on itself. But wonderful thing for a wife to stand her ground. Poor Ed for having to <laughs> walk into that with his forged pups. <laughs> no, very disrespectful. It's kind of like the rule. If you're not paying for it, don't cry about it, you know. Mm-hmm. So there are edits. Oh, yes, please. So the overall vote on this one was not the asshole. I can't see the comments in this one because it was sent via like screenshots. Yeah. So. The first edit says, thank you for everyone who called me not the asshole. I do agree that we should not have allowed them in the first place. That's on us. I don't think they sped past me just to do this, though. I think Bob is a really fast, reckless driver. He does think that Betty hung the moon. Her hard year was caused by her own stupid decisions. I do feel embarrassed that I flipped out so hard and threw their stuff out of the window. And I agree with those who said I should have waited till Ed got back with the dogs to confront them. I really didn't think Bob would react the way he did. I assumed he and Tina would immediately tell Betty to get out of my room. I have now blocked them and my mother-in-law on social media and on my phone. I really do think that Bob, knowing Ed is non-confrontational, thought he could bulldoze over us. Again, thanks for the upvotes. Had to be done. Had to be done, I guess. The second edit is, Tina is the youngest and Ed is the oldest. He has two other sisters, and one of them and my mother-in-law are the ones saying I was unreasonable. They said I should have let them stay if they got Betty out of my room and apologized, and that I ruined Christmas for them. My father-in-law was an alcoholic himself. He's been gone for about four years. It's no wonder Ed never drinks at all. And then there is a final update. 
because I didn't scroll over in the screenshot to see that there were three. I thought there were only two. <laughs> to further clarify, because I have been accused of lying. Yes, Ed's dad died four years ago. He was my father-in-law. He and my mother-in-law have been divorced a really long time, and mother-in-law has been married to her second husband, Walt the Jerk, since before I met Ed. Thus, because both Ed's mother and father were remarried, for many years I had two father-in-laws and two mother-in-laws as Ed's stepfather is also considered my father-in-law. He is still alive. Ed's real father, Tony, is the one who died, and his wife, Patty, Ed's stepmother, has also passed. So I guess there was something going on in the comments, but I can't see the comments. Oh, gotcha. I tried looking up the story on Reddit, too, and I couldn't find it. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing about letting them stay if the daughter got out of the room and apologized, she wasn't getting out. I mean, he wasn't really wanting Betty to get out of that room anyway. So there's the one thing that wouldn't work. He was enabling the behavior. Yeah, he was enabling it. So that would have never happened. Mm -mm. And then two, ruining Christmas. Please be serious. <laughs> I roll. I roll. They were given nice instructions. Do it before or after. Mm -hmm. This is not the place. And they probably, I mean, they would have had to do that, obviously. So, I mean, no. Yeah, I don't, even with how OP reacted, throwing the stuff out in the yard and stuff, I probably would have lost it a little bit mm -hmm. if I knew that I paid for this place and was expecting to like get there, be able to unpack, and we were all going to have a good week. And then I get there, and this is what's going down? No. No, ma'am. Mm -mm. Y'all can get your stuff and like hit the road. That's worthy of a nice reaction. Yeah. And maybe like a bubble bath later. Because <laughs> like <laughs> that, no, it's reasonable. I mean, realistically, anything worse could have happened. I mean, they left. And she got to enjoy her vacation, which she paid for. Mm -hmm. No, I think people are just rotten. Rotten and spoiled. They don't, I don't know, appreciate acts of kindness. Mm -hmm. And they don't think, like, do they want us on their vacation they've been going to every year for the past so and so years? Obviously, they don't, but they're being nice. Yeah, so at that point, that's when you are just appreciative guests. Yes. Not, oh, I'm taking them main character role in this well their loss mm -hmm. never again enjoy your your christmas and they will enjoy theirs on the beach so mm -hmm. so there's that there's that there are four <laughs> dogs well guys that is it for this week's episode of talk toxic to me i hope that you enjoyed it if you're listening to this on a podcast platform make sure to leave a review but until next time talk toxic to you later bye